Yeah, so today's daf is Ayin Aleph. In Pesachim, we are starting on Ayin Amud Bet at the bottom. Four lines from the bottom. Amar Ula, Amar Rabbi Elazar, Shelamim Shechatan Merav Yom Tov, Eno Yotzei Behen Lo Mishum Simcha, Velo Mishum Chagiga. Now, we know that there are three different obligations that we can sometimes easily get confused that we talked about yesterday on Shabbat in our discussion then. Just to quickly review, now these are, um, two of them are applicable to all Chagim, and one of them is really only for uh, Yom Tov of Pesach. All Chagim have what's called Korban Chagiga, a person brings on the day of the Chag, and he has seven days to bring that. He should bring it first day of the holiday, but not everybody can get in that day, so you have seven days to bring it. Called Korban Chagiga. Then there's something called Shalme Simcha. Every individual? Yes, yes. So we're talking sure. millions. Not everybody comes because they're Tamei or other reasons, but be yeah, far. or they might be too far. Everybody who comes, they try. They're supposed to, but not everybody. Lemaasen, everybody can come, but they. Uh, but you, so you have korban chagiga, which is uh, which is a korban shlamim. You eat the meat, but you have to bring it. It's an obligation on the day of the yom tov. You have something called shalme simcha, which is people would bring. To, because since the Korban Chagiga is only one animal, and maybe they have a big family and they want to have, you know, the Yom Tov meals, so they would bring something called Shalmei Simcha, which are additional uh, Korbanot that are brought to provide meat for the meals and things like that. But really, there's no measure of that, because maybe one person will not need it, or one person will have uh, more or less. And then there's, of course, the, when, when it comes to Pesach, Erev Pesach, there's something called Chagiga that goes together with the Korban Pesach that is represented at the Seder by the egg on the plate, like we talked about yesterday. So you have these three obligations. So what he's talking about here, what Ula is talking about here, is He's talking about the obligation of bringing Shalmei Simcha, bringing a Korban on the day of the holiday, which is, a, which is Shalmei Simcha, which is to provide meat that you're going to eat on the holiday to celebrate, as well as Chagiga. Both of these have to be slaughtered on the day of the Yom Tov. You can't slaughter them. So even though really a Shlamim has a two-day... Deadline. So if I slaughtered it Erev Yom Tov, of any Yom Tov this could be, this doesn't have to be Pesach, if I slaughtered on Erev Yom Tov, so that I would still be able to eat it the next day, because it has a two-day uh, deadline, but the fact that I slaughtered it ahead of time will make it uh, unacceptable. And with the Chagiga, of course the Chagiga has to be brought, because it's not just about the eating of the meat, it's about the uh, the offering of the Korban on the day of the holiday, so that's more obvious, that it has to be done on the day. Dichtiv, as it says, it says you should slaughter and you should celebrate. So, um, when it comes to the uh, Korban Shalav, insofar as Shalmei Simcha is concerned, in other words, insofar as eating the meat of Korbanot, you can actually use any Korban that you want. Like, let's say, for example, a person made a neder uh, to give a certain amount of Korbanot, and then he's going up to Yerushalayim for Shavuot. And he says, well, I'm going to Shavuot, so I'm going to bring these that I promised that I'm going to bring. And you know what? We'll eat them on the Yom Tov. We'll fulfill the mitzvah Shalmei Simcha. That's fine, because the main thing is that you eat the meat on the holiday and it's the meat of a korban. It doesn't matter that it was brought for a different obligation. You made a neder, something good happened to you, you had a fuashlema, you had a whatever, you want to bring, you made a promise to bring certain korbanot, you brought them on the holiday and you eat them on the holiday. That's called shalmei simcha. It doesn't have to be especially designated. But he's saying here that the zvicha, the actual slaughtering of the Koban has to also be on the Yom Tov. So you can't slaughter it before. It doesn't have to be designated for the Yom Tov, that type of Koban, but it has to be slaughtered on the Yom Tov. And also, you ha- for Chagigah, the problem is, And if you're bringing Shlamim, because he's talking about ra- 
regular shlamim. In other words, why do you not fulfill the mitzvah of shalmei simcha by slaughtering shlamim on Arab Shavuot or by uh, Arab Sukkot? Why? Because it wasn't slaughtered on the day of the Yom Tov. So even though it doesn't have to be designated for the obligation of the Yom Tov, it was designated to fulfill the neder that you made. It doesn't matter. It still has to be slaughtered on the Yom Tov if it's going to count for shalmei simcha in addition to being eaten on the Yom Tov. The Chagigah is different. The reason why you can't fulfill the mitzvah of the Chagigah with something that was to, to fulfill a different obligation is because you can't double dip. You can't take an, a korban that you, uh, that you designated to fulfill a neder and say it's going to be my Chagigah. Chagigah is an obligation in its own right. It has to be designated for that. So clearly for the Chagigah it won't work, not to mention the fact that you're slaughtering it too early. And for the uh, Shalmei Simcha, it won't work either because it wasn't slaughtered on that day. That's the problem. So you, you won't get either of those mitzvot if you slaughter it the day before. Okay, and we know, anything that you want to fulfill an obligation has to come from something which didn't have another obligation attached to it. It has to become from chulin. It can't be from something else, right? So now, Lema, Misayele, here's a support for this idea because it says, that you should be very happy on the holiday. It's talking, of course, about Sukkot. Which means there's a mitzvah simcha also on the night of Shemini Yatzeret. You're telling me that it's talking about Yom Tov Acharon, meaning the night of Shemini Yatzeret. How do you know that that Ach Sameach, be very happy? Maybe it's talking about the first night of the holiday, there's a mitzvah to be happy. How do you know it's the end? Talmud Lomar, Ach. Chalak, it's, te- it's telling you it's separating something. It's distinct. It's making it distinct. So my tama, love me shum de en lo Ah, I know why they decided to distinguish that last day from the other days. Because the first night of Sukkot, there was no way to bring Shalmei Simcha. Why? Because you just told me it has to be slaughtered on the holiday. So you won't be able to do it because it would be Erev. Uh, it would be Erev. Uh, 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 it would be Erev Sukkot. It wouldn't be Sukkot itself. Right? So, th- so therefore, since you're saying that the slaughtering of the Koban also has to be on Erev, uh, on Erev Sukkot, uh, on Sukkot itself, on the Yom Tov itself. So therefore, it can't be, it won't count, and that's why. So therefore, the last night of the holiday, meaning the night of Shemini Atzeret, you, you, uh, you, you could have a, a Shalmei Simcha because you slaughter it on the seventh day of Sukkot, which is holiday, so that's good. You're slaughtering on holiday, you're eating on holiday. But you can't have the first night of Sukkot have a mitzvah of eating Shalmei Simcha because you couldn't slaughter it on the holiday because the holiday didn't start yet. Makes sense, okay? So it says, so that would, so it says, no, not necessarily. There's a different reason why it's not the first night because because actually the Brighta con- continues on and says, why do we include, right, why do we include the light last night? No, it's saying, no, it, it was saying the same. It's saying that the only the night of Shemini Yatzeret has a mitzvah of Simcha, but not the first night of Sukkot. Why? We're saying, oh, maybe because you can't offer the Korban on Erev Yom Tov, because it has to be offered on the Yom Tov to count. It's saying, no, no, that's not the reason. It says the reason. Because, The reason is because Yom Tov Acharon is a continuation. You already have momentum of Simcha from Sukkot, and now you're extending it into Shemini Yatzeret. Right? But when you want to go the other way, in other words, if you want to talk about the beginning of Yom Tov Rishon Shel Sukkot, the day before was nothing. So that's why if we have to choose either the night of the first night of Sukkot or the night of the last night of Sukkot, we're going to take the last night because that has a momentum there. Not because of the Korban. Now, Mativ Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef is an objection. It says that the, the Chagigat Abasar, the, the Chagigat that you bring on Erev Pesach, you can fulfill the mitzvah of Simcha, but not the mitzvah of Chagigat. 
Now, what's the implication? The implication is because since we hold like the Chachamim, that the Chagiga that you bring on Erev Pesach together with your Korban Pesach, if you leave, you can leave it over till the next morning. We don't hold like Ben Tema. We say it could be left over. It's a two-day Korban. You can leave it till the next day. So you can eat it and you can fulfill the Mitzvah of Simcha. So wait a second. Didn't you just tell me you have to slaughter it on the day of the holiday? You're not slaughtering it on the day of the holiday. You're slaughtering on Erev Pesach. It's talking about that you left it over. In other words, if you had a Chagiga that was designated to be the Chagiga of the first day of, Pe- of the night of Pesach for the Seder and then you didn't end up offering it. You left it over. You didn't end up offering it. You can use that very same Koban as a Shlamim on the first day of Pesach and have that as your, as your Shalmei Simcha. That's what it means. You have to slaughter it in order to count as the Mitzvah Simcha. It has to be slaughtered on the holiday. But it doesn't have to be, in other words, if you slaughtered it at of Pesach, it won't count to leave over the meat until the day of Pesach. You have to slaughter it on the day of Pesach. Okay? Now it says, That makes the most sense. It must be that it's talking about a case where you didn't slaughter the Chagigan Erev Pesach after all. Why? Because we already said that that bright is following Ben Tema over there. Ben Tema and Ben Tema is the one who says that once you slaughter the Korban Chagigah, you only have that night to eat it. You can't leave it over to the next day. So it must be that it's talking about where you, in other words, the chidush there is not that you can slaughter it on Erev Pesach and then eat it on the day of Pesach as your Shalmei Simcha. The chidush is that you, if you didn't use it on Erev Pesach, then on the day of Pesach you can slaughter it and eat it for your, for your meal and fulfill the mitzvah. Okay? Shemamina, and that's the conclusion. So according to that, both the slaughtering and the eating of the korban has to be on the day of the Yom Tov. Now, Mativ, Rava, Halil, Vasimcha, Shmona. We said that the Halil and the Simcha on Sukkot is eight days. Halil, of course, we say all eight days, and we're talking about in Eretz Israel. And the Mitzvah of Simcha, eight days as well. Right? So, Now, if you're going to tell me that in order to have a Kob, uh, in order to have genuine Simcha, you have to slaughter the animal on the day of the joy. So, Hazim Ninzagin, Dramishkachat, Laila Shiva. Then many times you're going to have a problem that there's only seven days to do it because because if the first day of Sukkot falls on Shabbat, so then obviously you can't slaughter on that day. So forget it. And the thing that you slaughter on Arab Sukkot won't count, right? So you're not you're not going to have it. You're not going to have eight days if you have to slaughter the korban on the day of the of the Chag and the first day of the Chag is Shabbat. It's not going to work if Shabbat is in the middle. Fine, so you could slaughter on the Friday because it's also Chag. It's also part of the Chag and it will count. But if you're going to slaughter Erev Chag, it won't work. So how could it be? But we do have some meat that we could eat on the uh, Yom Tov, which is slaughtered on the Yom Tov, which is the Seir Chatat. It says, We always read, right? With, with, with all the Korbanot, there's Seir Chatat. Now that Seir, that goat that is brought as a, a sin offering is eaten by the Kohanim. So you see that there is, even if the first day of the holiday falls out on Shabbat, they still bring the Seir Zimachad Lechatat. And since you have that, 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 uh, those sin offerings or, you know, you know, the sin offerings that are brought, the Seirim that are brought on the Yamim Tovim, they will count as the meat that's slaughtered specifically for the Yom Tov and eaten on the Yom Tov. But the problem is, they have two problems with that because first of all, if those Kohanim want to eat the meat of those Sirim, they have to eat it raw because you're not allowed to cook on Shabbat. Right? So that won't be very pleasant. Now normally what they did was they would wait till after the, Yom, the Shabbat. In other words, they didn't have to eat it during the day. 
So if they brought those korban chatat and it was a Shabbat, what they would do was, on a regular Shabbat, there's no korban chatat. There's only shnei uh, chivasim b'neishana, right? There's, the, there's just the extra, uh Shabbat, shnei chivasim b'neishana, maybe the extra two uh, sheep that are olot. They're just burnt. They're not eaten. But on the yamim tovim, at their sirizim achad lechatat, so that those sirim are eaten, but if, the, if it falls out on Shabbat, the kohanim cannot cook the meat because it's only for their personal use. So they waited until after Shabbat and had it for dinner the following night. Because a chatat, you have a day and a night to eat it. So they would eat it at the night time so they could cook it. If you eat it on the Yom Tov day itself, it's going to have to be raw, which is pretty disgusting. That's not very pleasant. Moreover, that only t- covers the Kohanim. What are the, what are the B'nai Yisrael going to do? The rest of the Jewish people that don't have access cannot slaughter anything on the day of the Yom Tov because the first day fell out on Shabbat. And you're telling me that in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Simcha, they have to slaughter something on that day. How are they going to do it? Nobody else is slaughtering anything on that day, right? Because it's Shabbat. So, In that case, the only t- form of simcha available when it says simcha is shmona, that you have simcha all eight days, is not eating of meat. Because the eating of meat is only a simcha if it's slaughtered on the day of the Yom Tov. And here we don't have it slaughtered on the day of the Yom Tov. So, must talk about beautiful clothing and good wine and all of that. Other kinds of simcha. When Ravin came and said, differently than we said before, Okay, and according to this, you don't have to slaughter it on the day of the holiday. He says, If you slaughtered it on Erev Yom Tov, then on the Yom Tov, eating the meat will fulfill the mitzvah of Simcha. That, that's fine, just not Chagiga. Now we, we know why, because But that you don't have to slaughter the animal during the Yom Tov for it to count as meat that makes you happy on Yom Tov. And, and the reason why it doesn't count as Chagigah, like we said before, you obviously cannot take a korban that was designated as a Shlamim and say, now this is going to be my Chagigah. It was already fulfilling another obligation. You can't just say, now it's going to fulfill my Chagigah obligation. Not possible. So therefore, it, but according to this, the main point here is that it doesn't have to be slaughtered on the Yom Tov to count as meat of the Yom Tov. So this is the opposite of what we said above. Above we said that it has to be, that Ula said, in the name of Rabbi Elazar, that it has to be that you slaughtered it on the Yom Tov to count as the joy of Yom Tov. Now, it comes along um, Rabbi Avin, and he says, no, that's not what Rabbi Elazar said. He said the opposite. He said it doesn't have to be slaughtered on the day of the Yom Tov. That makes it easier for us, because now we understand if it falls on Shabbat, you could do it before, and we won't have this problem. So now it says, now we're going to raise an objection, because we said that the night of Shemini Yatzeret is also included in the mitzvah of Simcha, even though it's a night so you see again that it distinguishes. It says ach sameach, which is also a limiter, which means only the last night of Sukkot, of the holiday of Sukkot, so to speak, which is the fir- the, the night of Shemini Yatzeret, is included in the mitzvah of Simcha. But the first ach, ach means but. But you know what ach means? Ach means what? That's a separate it is, but it's right. overlapping. It's, 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 it's called Shemini Atzeret because it's days. Yom Shemini. It's the eighth day of Sukkot. I know, but it's the seventh day of Yom Tov and you're doing it on, at night. It's technically a separate chag. Right. You're doing it on Sukkot for Shemini Atzeret. So right. It's sick, yeah, so, so it's, that's a whole, goes into the whole question of Shemini Atzeret. And one way, in certain way, it's considered like the eighth day of Sukkot. And in certain, yeah, it's an extension. That's why it's called Shemini Atzeret. It's Shemini's eighth day of Sukkot. It's not just called Atzeret, different day. Okay. 
On the other hand, it has its own identity, but it's considered like a culmination of Sukkot, so it's not totally unrelated. Right, so it's it basically saying, I mean, the basic saying that the momentum of Sukkot feeds into Shemini Atzeret, and the joy of the Shemini Atzeret is the overlap, just like the way that Erev Pesach kind of feeds into, because really the Torah recognizes on Pesach also two holidays. Erev, what we call Erev Pesach is actually called Pesach in the Torah. Right. The 14th of Nisan is called Pesach because it's the day the Korban Pesach is brought, and the seven days is called Chagamatzot. Right? That, the Torah never calls the seven days Pesach. Calls Shivat Yamim, Chagamatzot Shivat Yamim. Right? So the, so the seven days Chagamatzot, the day that you bring the Korban Pesach is called Pesach. So really it's also a, it's a combination of two holidays because you bring the Korban on the day of Erev Chag, but really according to the Torah, that day is called the day of Pesach. We call it Erev Pesach. We change the language, right? And then the, and then the, uh, the Korban Pesach is actually eaten in the nighttime. So there's also a connection between two Days with different identities, technically speaking. Oh, but right? Why did they put the Sameach in a parenthesis? Ach Sameach in a parenthesis in the beginning. Where do you see uh, parenthesis? Oh, just because it, that's part of the Pasuk, but it's not focusing on that word. So it doesn't need that, that word. Because just focusing on the word Ach. That's where the Pasuk is Ach Sameach. Sometimes they've somebody added it in there, and they in the manuscript it's not really there, but some printer put it in there, so they're putting it in parentheses to show you that it doesn't really belong there. Yeah, but they, usually if it's in square brackets, it's it's considered good, and if it's in the soft the curved bra- yeah. uh, thing, then we don't we don't include it. We we assume it's from a inferior source. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, but uh, it's usually that's the case. But yeah. Rock, right. Ach, rock, yeah. But really, it's... it's yeah. Say, say, yeah, I mean, only or... It, it's a limiting word. It's a limiting word. Right? So that's what it, the point is. It's limiting. So saying not the first night, the last night. So why the last night? So again, it says, Isn't the reason why? Because he has nothing to rejoice with. Because on the first night, he couldn't have brought the Shalmei Simchan. In other words, now what was a, what before was a proof. Because it was saying, oh, you're saying that you can only eat the, you can only count the Korban as the joy of Yom Tov if you slaughtered it on Yom Tov. Here's a proof. Because it says only Shemini Yatzeret night is a, is a Simcha. Because you could slaughter the Korban on the day of the seventh day of Pesach. I'm sorry, Sukkot. But, uh, but the first night of Sukkot couldn't be because the heir of Sukkot is not Chag, so you wouldn't be able to slaughter the Korban with the right thing. Now it's saying the opposite. Now he's saying, no, you don't need to slaughter the Korban uh, on the day of the Yom Tov. It could be from before. Oh, so now there's a problem. So then why can't the night, first night of Sukkot also be cha, uh, a time of Simcha since you could slaughter on heir of Sukkot a Korban and bring it in the night of Sukkot? He says, oh, I'll tell you why. So, so, so it says, yeah, so that would be a good, that would be a good contradiction now instead of a, instead of a proof. Right, because you see that why would why would we favor the last night over the first night? It says no. Same answer that it gave before, but before it was using it as a proof. Now it was using it as a disproof. Okay, but it, it says the same answer. It says the only reason why the last night of Sukkot is considered superior, quote unquote, to the first night is because the last night comes as the culmination of all the nights before. Right, the build-up. It had simcha lefanav. The first night is new, so there isn't. We're, we don't see a reason to create as much simcha on that first night because we haven't built up 
to the level of Simcha of the last night. That's all. But so the machloket between the two, but what did Rabbi Elazar really say? Rabbi Elazar was lo- located in Israel. Ula comes and Rabbi Avin comes and they, uh, and they both give different interpretations, the exact opposite. One that he said that you do have to do the slaughtering on the Yom Tov, one that you don't have to do the slaughtering on the Yom Tov. Okay? Now, Amar Kana. I mean, now he doesn't. The, the Gemara doesn't give an answer to that, but the Halacha is codified by the Rambam according to the second way that you don't have to slaughter on the day of the uh, on the day of the Yom Tov, and that makes it easier because now we understand how can you have eight days of Simcha even when it falls out on Shabbat because you slaughter before and so on. Now, Amav Kahana Minayin Le'Emoi Chagigat Chamishasar Shin Tzrim Belina. The Chagigat Chamishasar is the Chagigat you bring on the fifteenth, meaning on the day of the holiday, not the Chagigat that's brought on Erev Pesach. The one that is brought on the day of Pesach is part of your Yom Tov obligation that you actually have on every uh, on every Yom Tov. Okay, the Emorina, the parts that go on the Mizbeach. How do we know that they will become disqualified if they are not put on the Mizbeach overnight? And the next Pasuk, after the words, which really doesn't have anything to do with the, um, with the Korban Chagiga, it's actually talking about a different thing, but the next word after that is Reshit. So what does he say? He says, ah, what do you see? You might have thought that since the Chagiga, in other words, a Chagiga that I bring on the day of Pesach, not the one from the day before, saying on the day of, right? That one, how many days do you have to eat it? You have two dates, because you always have for Shlamim two dates, two days, right? You have two days, in between. So, so therefore, what you might have thought that since you brought this korban when you brought it on, let's—I'm making up a date. Uh, uh, this year, Pesach starts on a Sunday. Okay, I'm just going to use that as an example. So, let's say Sunday, you brought the korban chagiga. You have until Monday night to eat it, right? You have Sunday, Sunday night, and Monday to eat it. But not Monday night. Monday no, it expires. You have two days, one night in between. Okay, so what? What about the, the parts that go on the altar? How long do you have for that? So he, what? Right in the beginning you put it, no? You're supposed to. The question is, if it got delayed, how long until it becomes pasul? So he's saying, even if it's left over one day to the next morning, in other words, even if Monday morning the Kohen realizes that it was never put on, it becomes pasul. Now you might say, well, what a second. The meat is not even pasul. I can still eat the meat for another day. So what's the problem? Maybe we should give another day also for the parts of the Korban to go on. No, I'm telling you that you only get one night for that. Because right after the word, it says the word Reshit. Even though that word Reshit doesn't really relate to the previous Pasuk, but that's a signal. That means the first morning that comes, it becomes Pasuk. Now he asks, he says, the it's telling you that that morning is the first morning. In other words, Sunday you brought the korban, you can eat it all the way till Monday night. But if by Monday morning the the parts of the korban were not put on by the kohanim, that's to be thrown out. Now, what's throwing out the whole the whole korban? The part that goes on the mizbeach. Burn it. They burn it. Whatever is pasul, they burn. So the a different place or the, or the in a different place, not on the mizbeach. Yeah, different place. Yeah, okay. for the pasul things. Okay. Yeah. And the food that he has, that doesn't. Affect it doesn't affect him because the blood going on is what it gives him the food. The blood going on is what lets him eat it. Right. That's that's, that's the whole thing. That's that's why it seems unusual. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. So You're telling me that really you would have assumed that the morning is uh, the second morning. If not for the fact that right after the Pasuk it says the word Reshit, you're implying you need an extra, an extra word to teach you that. That you wouldn't assume that the first morning is the one that makes it Pasul. But why? Why wouldn't you assume that normally? 
Right? You're saying, Otherwise, you would have thought that when do those pieces that are supposed to go on the altar become pasul? The next morning. Meaning, since I can eat them on Sunday and Monday, maybe you would think that, as lo- um, that I have till Tuesday morning for the parts to go on the Mizbeach. It shouldn't be so short of a time. Right? That's what you're implying. You're saying, if it were not for the fact that it said the word Reshit, right after that Pasuk, then I would have thought that I get two days to put the parts on the altar also. So he's saying, Why would you ever think that? How could it be that the meat becomes pasul when? On Monday. Because you have Sunday and then Monday. And the meat is going to become pasul then according to everyone. And you're saying that you would have thought that you could still put the pieces on the altar until Tuesday morning because you should get two nights. Right? So why would you think that? I said, what do you mean? Why not? Hare Pesach. You have the Korban Pesach. According to Rabbi Elazar Ben Azariah, you have to eat the Korban Pesach by Chatzot. That's why we try. You know, we try to rush to eat the Afikoman before Chatzot. But he, even according to him, if the Kohanim didn't get around to putting all the parts on the altar, they were allowed to put it on until the morning. Even though, yeah, until, even though you already passed the time that you're not allowed to eat the meat. So what's the big chidush? So same thing. You might have thought with the korban chagiga, you brought it on Sunday during the day. You're allowed to eat it Sunday, Sunday night and Monday day. Monday night it becomes pasul, but maybe the kohen has until Tuesday morning to put it on. What's such, such a big chidush there? What's the problem? That's not illogical. That's not impossible. This was the difficulty Rav Yosef was saying. He wasn't. You're right. There could be a case where there's a longer deadline for the Kohanim than there is for the person to eat the meat. That's not such a shocker. But, is there any type of situation where you need the word Reshit to teach you what the words mean? In other words, you wouldn't have known what to do without this extra word. The word Bokir by itself was not enough. Okay, and Rashi says, right? Anant, Rashi says, you would, have th- you would have really thought that, it's, that it means the second morning, it means Tuesday morning. Even to show the extension of the time by, uh, by the meat of the Korban, we don't need any extra Pasuk to tell us the rule. Okay, and we assume that the word boker means the next morning after something is done. Why would we ever assume that it means two mornings from now when it says in the morning? That's what he's asking. He says, why would you assume that from the pasuk? There are cases where we have the word boker and we always assume it means the next morning, not two mornings from now. Right, so, and now he's going to give an example. Why would Rav Kana require an extra word of Rashid to tell you that it means the first morning that you encounter? That's the obvious meaning of it. And how, how, how do we know that? When it talks about the Koban Pesach, it says, don't leave over the meat until the next morning, right? And Rashi says, It's talking about the... Um, it's talking about the leaving over of the Chagiga that was eaten together with the Korban Pesach. Not just the Korban Pesach. This is an extra Pasuk. is not just talking about the Korban Pesach, but the Chagiga as well. So Rashi says, Right, so meaning that it's not talking about here. Now that's talking about the second morning. 
לימד על חגיגת י"ד שנאכלת לשני ימים ולילה אחד. אוקיי, so that's, that's not talking about the קורבן פסח. קורבן פסח, you only have till the morning right after, but חגיגה, you actually have two days, because it's a regular קורבן שלמים. So if you offered it on ערב פסח, you would have through the first day of פסח until the following night to eat it, right? Now, we didn't get to the problem yet, okay? Now, how do you know? Maybe really you only have one night, like Ben Tema says. Maybe you really only have the night of the, uh, of the night of the Seder to eat that Chagiga. How do you know you have till the next day? Because it, it, when it says, that's talking about a second morning. אוקיי? Okay, now what does Rashi say? מקלל תנחל כל יום ראשון של יום טוב וקבר לבוקר. So it's talking about not leaving it over until the following morning. It's not talking about not leaving it over uh, because it says the word twice. Because <coughs> it says, it says, And what's the other pasuk? No, that's the same one. It says it twice, no? But how do you know that? Oh, in the Boker Rishon. Okay, he's he's saying that it's that that Boker is talking about two days from now, not the first the first morning, and it's because it says it twice in the pasuk. But I can't remember where the other pasuk is, and they didn't bring it. But he says, So it says, but then it says. Maybe it is really the first morning. Maybe every other Chagiga has two days to eat it, but this one is an exception. But it says regarding the Chagiga, that when it comes to any Shlamim that you give, whether it is an oath or a Nedavah, the extra word O comes to teach us a drasha that the Chagiga is also for two days and not only one day. Okay, so basically it means to say that you might... So first it entertains... It says categorically that you have two days to eat the Chagiga. Then it says, oh, maybe not. Maybe you only have one day. Then it says, no, no, no. There's a Pasuk, Neder o to teach you that not only when you make a personal obligation of a Shlamim, but even when it's a Chagiga of the 14th of Nisan, also you get two days. Okay, so that's the conclusion. So now the Gemara says, Amar Mor, we didn't get to the real question question yet, but Amar Mor, the Master said, oh, eno el rishon. In the beginning of the Brayta, we already said, oh, I see what it's saying. Yeah, it's saying, because that's why it's saying, saying that's a double language. It's not that there's another Pasuk. They're saying, okay, meaning it says, the first day, for the next morning. Right, so that's how they're interpreting it. So you already told me that means you get two days for the Chagigan, not one. Right? But then why do you backtrack in the Brayta? Right? So, so, but then you backtrack and say, oh, no, no, maybe it means really the first morning. In other words, the question is, can the Chagigah that I offer on Erev Pesach that I eat with the Seder, right? Can I eat it the next morning also? First, it says, of course you can, because it says, the double language means to the next morning. You have through the first day of Yom Tov also. But then he says, no, maybe it only means to the, ne- the morning after the Seder, and actually I only have one night to eat it. It says, no, 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 it means all the way through the next day. So why did you backtrack in the middle? Like this. So, so it says, Maybe it's talking about two Chagigot. In other words, that Bayom HaRishon, the book here, is talking about two different things. One is saying, One is for its morning, one is for its morning. In other words, the Yom Tov, 
the Chagigav Erev Pesach has a unique timeline. You only get one day for that. You only get one night for that to eat it. But the, when it says Labokir, it means that you have another day for the Chagigav Yom Tov, uh, of the Yom Tov that you bring during the day. But Hadar Amar, but then it goes back, it says, Right, so we already know that a Chagiga can be eaten for two days and one night in the middle. So then what do we need? The Pasuk of Imneder on the that we said is extra. So it says, I Chagigat Yudalid Haketiv Ba Yom Balayla. In other words, according to the bright that's saying, let's backtrack for a second. First, the, the Brighta was saying, the Boker teaches you, you get two mornings. You get the morning after the Seder and you get the follow, uh, until the following morning before it's Pasul. Really, you get until the following night until it's Pasul. You get two days. Then it says, no, 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 well, let's backtrack. Maybe you only get one morning. So it's saying, why did you do that? Because maybe Bayom HaRishon Boker is two things. Bayom HaRishon for the Chagigah that you brought in Erev Pesach, it gets till the next morning. And the one that you bring on Pesach day, you also only get till the next morning. They each only have one day, not two. But the problem is that we have an explicit teaching that, you, that a Chagigah is two days and one night of eating. So that according to this, there's never a case where it's two days and one night because you're telling me that the Erev Pesach Chagigah can only be eaten the night of Pesach. Of the Seder. And the one that you bring during the day of Pesach, let's call it a Sunday, the one that you bring on the Sunday, or let's say Monday, right? So, because you wouldn't bring the, pe- the air of Pesach, if we're on a, if we're on a Shabbat. So, let's say the one that you brought, uh, the one that you brought on uh, Monday for the first day of Yom Tov, you can only eat for Monday and Monday night. You can't eat for today. If that's what you're saying, then there's never a case of Chagigah that you have two days. Elam, hi, Chagigah Tedvav. Right? So, so really it must be talking about the Chagigah of the 15th. Meaning we have to say that the teaching in general about a Chagigah is referring to the one that's brought on the, on the first day of Yom Tov. The one that, that's brought on every Yom Tov. The generic Chagigah. That one you have two days for. And Bayom Rishon Nabokir is only talking about the Chagigah that you eat at the Seder. Okay? So Tama Dechtiv Bayom Rishon Nabokir. Then my Bokir, Bokir Sheni. The basic point is this, that whenever we see something that says just Boker, we assume it means the next morning. Okay, now the problem was that we have this Brighta here, that before we saw that Rav Kana says that the only reason why we consider it to, we interpret the Pasuk to mean that the next morning is the immediate next morning, like when it says that if you have this Chagigah, the Kohanim must put the limbs and everything on the, uh, or the, the pieces on the Mizbeach before the morning. It means the immediate next morning after the Korban was brought. Right? Because right after the word, it says Reshit. That's why. Otherwise, we would think that just like you have two days to eat the meat, the Kohanim have two days to put the pieces on. And as long as it's by the morning of, let's say, the third day, the Tuesday, you'll be okay. So it says, but why do you, but that's not really true. Why would you assume that the word bokir means anything but the immediate next morning? That's normally what it means. And how do we know that? We know that from here. Because when it says, why is he assuming that it means you have two days, two mornings? Because it says, because there's extra language. But if there was just the word labokir and not we would say that it means the immediate next morning. That's the default. It means the immediate next morning normally. You don't need an extra word to teach you the immediate next morning. You need an extra word if you don't take it to mean the immediate next morning. 
Right? So therefore, what is the bottom, bottom line here? Bottom line is, the Chagigah that's brought on Erev Pesach, together with the Korban Pesach, you have that night to eat it, as well as through the following day. But the Kohanim must put the parts of the, the fats and everything by the morning of, of Yom Tov Rishon Shel Pesach, meaning the morning of the uh, first day of the holiday. Right? They, that's their deadline, but you actually have another full day to eat the meat of the Korban after that. Okay, what about the Chagigah of the day of Pesach? Chagigah of the day of Pesach, also you have two days, Velayla Echad, in the middle. Right, you have the one night in the middle. Now, where do we learn this idea that you have two days to eat the Chagigah? Because it says, Bayom HaRishon Naboker. The emphasis on Bayom HaRishon Naboker is not only Yom HaRishon, meaning the immediate le- next morning, but also to the following day, you have a... Uh, uh, you have the ability to eat it. Now, in that, and technically, it's, you get only till the following evening. You don't actually take it all the way to the next morning, but the idea is that it doesn't become pasul until the following morning when they would burn it on the first day of Cholam Oed if the person brought the Chagigah of the heir of Pesach, didn't eat it at the Seder, and didn't eat it the following day, so it becomes pasul at nighttime, but they would burn it on Cholam Oed on the morning of the, of the Cholam Oed. That would be the, that would be the halacha. Similarly, if you bring, whatever Chagigah you bring on the first day of the Yom Tov for your holiday meal, you have two days to eat it. So let's say it's Monday. So you would have uh, Monday and you have Tuesday to eat it. Tuesday night, it becomes pasul, but they don't burn it until the following morning, which is going to be Wednesday in that case. They always burn it the following morning after it became pasul. Well, if it was the 